Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Logan J. Parker was born in Portugal, and once she graduated in economics, she moved to work in a bank in Lisbon, which she began to hate. This led Logan to move to London in 2015, when she began to work on her own music, composing original songs. After meeting Viv Broughton, the CEO in the premises studios while recording her demo, things started happening and led to the release of her debut EP in September 2019. Logan is a star in the making and her original songs come deep from her soulful heart. Up next on Celeb Sunt, we've got Logan J. Parker. Where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? Hey, Barrett. Uh, greetings all the way to beautiful South Africa. <laughs> I want to visit you guys there. Definitely. Um, yeah, so um, I've been doing music, I think, uh, more seriously when I moved to uh, the UK um, seven years ago. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. I'm um, originally from Portugal, uh, Lisbon. Okay. Um, I've been there. I've been to Lisbon. Yes. <laughs> really? Did, yeah. did, you, did you enjoy the city? Yeah, lovely. It's just a little too hot for me. <laughs> the humidity was a bit hectic. <laughs> uh, oh, it's quite hot. Where, where about in South Africa are you? I'm in Johannesburg. So we have a dry heat, not a humid heat. Mm-hmm. So that humidity, yeah. like you just step outside and it's just sweat. That I find, I, I can't deal with that. But because we've got a dry heat, it's not like on you all the time, if yeah. that makes sense. It doesn't make you tired. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I agree with you. Well, if you visit the Portuguese islands of Azores, which mm-hmm. are absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. um, it's even worse. It's very humid. <laughs> They're yeah. beautiful, but it's really hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I do love music. I have a degree in economics. Mm-hmm. I quit my job in a bank for music. Um, I, I'm passionate about music. Mm-hmm. I love playing the guitar. I, over lockdown, over the lockdown, I picked up, you know, kind of like recording i built my own kind of like home studio so i started recording at home Mm -hmm. and then i started learning a piano ukulele and at what age whether it was a child uh, or as a teenager do you say cool i am passionate about the music industry i'd like to join it i know you did your economics degree but let's just travel through your journey in the entertainment world uh huh. I think I, my first contact with music was when I was, I think five or six. My parents put me in the church choir. Okay. So I was in the choir with the other kids and I remember feeling so excited. I remember not being able to sleep at night because I was so excited <laughs> <laughs> to go to the rehearsals. And then I had my first performance in a beautiful church and my parents came to see me and I felt so special on stage <laughs> with the other kids. We had like that, you know, beautiful uniform and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. So. I think I was completely amazed by all the voices together, the music, singing. It was super exciting. So mm-hmm. I guess that really was a very impacting experience when I was a kid. And then when I was 17, my parents got me a guitar and then I started learning the guitar. But I was, I went to the motorcycle. I've been, I was asking my parents for a motorcycle for a very long time. Uh, and then they just got tired and was like, here's a guitar. You're always singing. And I think you're going to like this. And it's mm. safer than a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I started like learning it, the guitar, taking the guitar to school. I was a very shy teenager, mm-hmm. very like in my own world. Yeah. And uh, I think music was a 
kind of like safe space where I was just, I just felt, I don't know, safe and happy. Okay. Studied economics, you did banking for a while, then moved to the UK. So carry on. So you built your studio in COVID and you learned, what did you learn again? The ukulele and? It's crazy. Ukulele, piano, and now the bass. I'm really wow. into playing the bass now. So I can make a, like a whole record just myself yeah. it's it's, awesome. it's liberating <laughs> it's great <laughs> sometimes i used to bitch about musicians because yeah. they're unre unreliable or they just get too mm. drunk or they, they're <laughs> late and it's just great to be able to create everything in your house <clears throat> and just create the whole track it's so cool it's so exciting collaborating with say just one other musician for them to hear the ears they might have more of an like objective or not an objective, they might think, ah, have you tried that? Or yeah. are you happy yeah, with yeah. the end result? It's like, okay, I'm my gut's telling me this is cool. I don't need uh -huh. their input. Well, you know, I tried all of that. And okay. <laughs> um, I think like being a musician is like, having personal experience like in relationships because mm, music yeah. is so personal so yeah. when you share your music with other people yeah. and other people come and they show you their way mm. of seeing it and mm. it's it's amazing and sometimes magic can happen and sometimes it can go wrong oh, yeah. <laughs> most of the times it goes wrong i think oh, really? so i i feel like i am a producer i think mm. and i feel like i've got my ideas in place and yes. uh and I wish I could just tell the musicians what I want them to do. I think okay. that's what I want. But okay. I would like to work with, I, I, I've worked with producers in the past mm. and it was great to collaborate with them on Fragile. I've worked with Teeks. He's an incredible producer and he's helped me. I had all these ideas and he, he's helped me translate those ideas and mm. he made everything look and sound so cool. So it was great to work with him. And, uh, yeah, I think it's great when you meet people who are like-minded and they yeah. add. To your music but most of the times i think it's hard when you don't have a big budget musicians yes. they you have to hire them you have to pay them and it's and so expensive ego that walks in the room as well indeed sure. especially for a woman i i agree that i've been playing with lots of like male musicians mm. and sometimes i get a bit fed up i'm not saying anything against mm. men <laughs> nothing at all but yeah. i feel like sometimes when you're a woman you want to lead and you have very clear ideas of what you want uh, to okay. do yeah, and men don't take that very well they don't take that leadership from a yeah. woman especially in the music industry yeah. so i feel that really pisses me off sometimes it's it, it's it's hard it's a difficulty i would so say. i mean like then they label you're a diva you're a bitch and you're oh yeah yeah you're such a bitch logan oh my god <laughs> it's like from zero to three to four minutes in creating a song what inspires it what invigorates it is it easy every time let's dive into your creative brain Indeed. Do you know what really helps me is like, I feel like my music is like a therapy. So mm. I'm a very private person and I yeah. struggle to uh, really connect at a deeper level with people. Mm. I need to know them very well. There's, I think, I, yeah. So I feel like music is this place where I can really be completely honest and just, just talk about my insecurities, my flaws, my, mm. my problems, uh, all the things that hurt, I think, yeah. end up in a song. And I feel sometimes the funny, the funniest of things is is that you can write a very sad song but then add a really cool beat to it yeah. and make it a very happy groove but still the message is quite dark and it kind of like it all balances it out and it's quite interesting i feel that it's amazing it's it's great <laughs> i love it i'm not sure if you're aware of nlp neurolinguistic programming so that's the way people oh. process information so people are oh. either visual which means they uh, process information by creating pictures 
uh-huh. or they are audio, which means they process the information through the words and understand the paragraphs and the meanings behind, uh-huh. or they are kinesthetic, which means they process information through the energy, through the emotions, through the body language. Right. So when you listen to music by yourself or uh, of songs of yourself or by other artists, do you create, see pictures when you listen to it? Do you hear the words or do you get the feeling? I get the feeling a hundred percent. Sometimes I struggle to create music videos for my, 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 my songs because yeah. music is most more of a feeling and an emotion <laughs> rather than just pictures. And exactly. It's so so the visual people, the visual people like, Where's my music video? I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you understand that. <laughs> well, I'm there struggling, trying to find a, an image to a yeah, feeling. Yeah. It's so hard. So <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. I've never thought about it this way. It's yeah. very interesting the way you put it. Absolutely. And now when you listen to songs by other artists, are you able just, obviously if you're doing work stuff, that creative analytical brain will fly in. But when you just want to listen to music just for the sake of listening to music, are you able to chill and listen or are you unpacking the music as you listen to it? Yeah. There's always a critical sort of like sense in your mm. brain when you're yeah. a musician, you, you, you notice all the details sometimes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you notice something that, Oh my gosh, this, this works so well. This is so sick. And sometimes like, Oh, this baseline could be so much better. <laughs> it's just like, you are critical, I think. Yes. It's like every other job, like yes. when you're an economist, you're a doctor, you see someone mm. doing something and you know, you know it. So you, you're going, you're going to be judgmental, yeah. I think. <laughs> but I think it's good to keep an open mind. And, right. you know, the more you, you remain, um, I don't know, uh, pure in mm. your way of seeing art or feeling art or listening mm. to music that is the way that that art is going to penetrate your soul and your skin and will make you a better person it'll make you a deeper person it'll mm. make you reflect on all these things so I, I feel it's important sometimes disconnect from your rational mind mm. and just embrace the experience i think so you're definitely kind of aesthetic because you keep saying i feel i feel and that's very much <laughs> the words yeah i'm kind of aesthetic because they always say i feel when auditory people speak they say the words i hear and when visual people speak they say the words i see what are the future paths short-term long-term what are the goals what's happening okay so i've got i'm super excited because i've been recording a christmas single and it will be out in november the 28th which is my mom's birthday but yeah so it's a very sweet very sweet christmas song and it's i'm so proud of it as well and i wrote it last year and it's Hmm. a love letter so um i i'm so excited because it's quite different from my because i just released like a very rock track like where nobody goes is such a rock and roll kind Hmm. of like upbeat yeah hardcore kind of like female driven Mm. you know song and i feel like this song is completely the opposite it's mellow and it's romantic and it's Mm. sweet and beautiful and it's so christmasy so yeah i can't wait to to hear what people are gonna think so at this point Mm. i am struggling with the music video so i'm trying to (laughs) find ideas (laughs) for it this is how my brain works and how my body processes information right so other Uh people like for example when I started doing the podcast. People were like, oh, you need to listen to other people who do interviews. Watch what they do. Listen to how they're successful. I'm like, no. And it's not disrespect to them or saying I'm better. The thing is for me is that uh-huh. when I listen to them or watch them, I'm like, 
oh, I need to copy that. And then that takes away from my authentic self. So I then start mm-hmm. sounding like whomever, which was never mm-hmm. part of my personality or never mm-hmm. part of what I wanted the podcast to be. So mm-hmm. I've tried to, well, I have <laughs> completely refrained from listening to others who do the same. It's like, this is me. I know it's working because of the feedback I'm getting. I'm being authentic, Barrett. And I know because it's happened in other instances where I've read books or whatever. And I tried to take on what that other person was saying. And it just, my computer brain went, no, not working. So the point I'm trying to make with this uh, discussion (laughs) is that maybe try and think of the story without going down the rabbit hole of Christmas stuff. Was it my Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a great idea. I love it. Yes, yes. If that makes sense, I'm like, oh, it's a, I should use that. I should use that. I should do that. Like, no, let's not no, use any just... of that. Let's write down the ideas that are coming through. If that makes sense. Uh huh. I love that. I think that's exactly my point. Mm. I was just thinking that there's no point on. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want people yeah. to be surprised. Of course. But yes, yes definitely. <laughs> I think I will take your advice on board for sure. Yeah. What's happening next year? So next year, I really wanted to record, uh, to really release my debut album because mm-hmm. I've released my debut EP. I had a few singles uh, in the meantime, and now I feel like I'm ready for an album. So I've been working so hard, and I've I've been building up my fan base as well on mm-hmm. YouTube and Spotify. Yeah. I've been working with brands, and it's been super exciting. Like I've never worked with brands before, so it was so cool to just get brands interested in working with you and you feel like you're creating something special. Uh, So, yeah, so I feel like I would be ready. I think I will be ready next year for my, my debut album and it it will be a massive success because it is, it's got so much passion and love and it's so authentic, but it is unique. I feel because I truly believe in it. (laughs) Okay. So moving back to working with the brands. So is this, them using your music in whatever or they Uh brief you and say cool we need a b and c and then you create that for them you know i really would like that i would like to experience the second option because it's mostly the first they use my music Mm -hmm. they use my so i've got i'm endorsed by uh, v moto and they give me a motorcycle and then i wrote you got your motorcycle I know, yeah. It's great. Go. I got it before. Anyway, sorry. I did, I did. Um, so yeah, we've been working together for a year mm. and a half and it's super, it's been so exciting. Mm. And then I just fell in love with the bike. I wrote the song about the bike, about mm. riding this motor. It's completely electric. So it's yeah. kind of like new generation bike. It's super mm. cool. And uh, yeah, so I wrote that song. That was Where Nobody Goes music video. I'm featuring the bike. So I guess I guess for an artist, when we're independent, it's great to have the support of brands because mm. they can help you um, magnify your reach and maybe their customers, the people that like those motorcycles, they're going to listen to the music and yeah. then they're going to be like, oh, this, this song sounds great and it's about riding motorcycles and I love motorcycles. Yes. This all makes sense. So I feel like music is... The most amazing thing about music is that you can fit anywhere, anytime, in mm. any space. You Absolutely. just need a good song. You mm. just need a good attitude, and people are gonna feel that love. So, yeah. so yeah, bring me more brands. I'm, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that out there. More brands. So not yeah. only will you create the music, but then you'll be in the advertisements. And uh, why not? There we go. Our billboards. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> if anyone needs a Christmas single for an advert, I am yes. available. <laughs> I've Absolutely. got a great song. 
I love me a CD. I still budget for my CDs every couple of months. I go into Amazon. It's experience. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to get it. It's in the package. Like when I go to the store, okay, I'm going to buy this one, this one. Come home, rip it open, you know, look at the booklet. For me, it's an <laughs> energy exchange to you guys. Oh. Say, hey, thanks for all the hard work. It's brilliant. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you're aware that physicals are making a massive comeback, for example, in the UK alone they last are. year. Especially vinyl. I do have yeah. my EP on vinyl. Yeah. People Actually, really so love you know it. know this. Great. So what are your perceptions of physical versus digital? Do you have a preference for each? Oh, yeah. I'm so old school. Uh, <laughs> I do love my physical, my, my vinyl. I have a record player at home. I grew up with my parents playing like the craziest records ever. Screaming Jay Hawkins, Frank yeah. Sinatra, okay. uh, Ray Charles, um, Aretha Franklin, lots of like Mississippi Delta Blues, so, mm. uh, rock and roll, you know, Leonard Skinner and crazy, crazy, beautiful, beautiful music. So I do love record players and I love vinyl. And I think music on vinyl just sounds so warm and even the cassettes i remember being a kid my dad was driving the car he was playing mm. all these credence clearwater revival cassettes so <laughs> and it was I, so much I, fun. cassettes bothered me because i was always worried they would get unraveled in the machine and you'd have this <laughs> tape and then you try and wind it up and the song like that <laughs> so when cds came out and also with records they got scratched, or vinyls, they got scratched so easily. Even That's if you gently put them true. back. So in CDs, very I'm very delicate. Like, I'm the only one who can touch them. They don't go flying yeah. across the room like frisbees, like some people do. Uh-huh. I've got this, like, big CD case, so they're all locked in in alphabetical order. So That's great. I do understand that if I had to ask you this question in two days, two weeks, two years, I understand and I recognize that your answer will be different every single time. Mm-hmm. But if you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? Oh, yeah. All right. So that's really great. Uh, such a great question. You're amazing. Uh, <laughs> I think it'd be Leonard Cohen, uh, Dance Me to the End of Love. Okay. I think it'd be Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Uh, Avaya Condios, Don't mm-hmm. Cry for Louis, Ray Charles. Uh, which one? Georgia. I mm-hmm. think it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, or you don't know me. I do love that song from Ray Charles. It's beautiful. Okay. Um, okay. I think there's one left. Yeah. I think something rock and roll. I would go with. I would go with Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, Bad Moon Rising. What do you I enjoy about that. performing live? I enjoy the adrenaline mm-hmm. and to feel that people are connected to what I'm creating in that moment and that whole experience is completely unique and it won't repeat itself again so we're all connected together in this beautiful experience and this beautiful journey and we get to share it with one another and Mm -hmm. I feel special that I'm channeling that and everyone is feeling that energy and we're all in that moment I think that's that's the most important thing for me when I perform I love it so I'm sorry to interrupt I've got a point of discussion around this (laughs) So I'm always in the front, dancing, jamming, you know, do nothing. A couple of photos, a couple of videos, uh-huh. and I put the phone around, uh, phone away. I notice people around me are busy tweeting, posting, videoing, photos, trying to get the perfect shots. Yeah. Understanding you're talking about connection and energy and being in the yeah. moment. From the receiving end on the stage, do you find the phones distract from that? Or do you just feel it's where society is at the moment? 
Sometimes, you know, I live in London and sometimes you walk into a venue and you hear music and you're like, what is this? This sounds so fucking cool. Mm. And then you just buy the ticket and you go and see the band. And you just, in that moment, you get petrified. You're just like in that moment and you can't do anything. You just like connect it to the music mm. because it's so beautiful and so unique and mostly unexpected. So I would be the one that will forget about the phone and will just dive deep and enjoy yeah. but i feel yeah. like i think the new generations they're very dependent on the yes. uh, iphones and technology and it's kind of bad because they they're not really really absorbing and enjoying the moment exactly. and making memories lasting mm. memories looking at that front lead singer or the sax player or whoever it is and just not making a video but just just letting it in and mm, just exactly. embracing that beautiful moment so i feel like It would be great if we could teach this in school or wherever mm, exactly. I, I, that people could just like for a moment, don't bring your phones onto the table. Mm. Let's just have a nice family meal or don't take this phone to the concert. You're going to go make, meet new people exactly. and just enjoy it. Like if it was the sixties or seventies, right? So I feel like maybe we will, we will go and society will change because people are going to, people are going to be like, this is actually not cool. Let's yeah. change things like cds are coming back and vinyl is coming back i think we like humans we like to experiment we like to always be one step ahead but sometimes we have to come back to our home we have to come back to our true selves we have to come back to our nature and i feel we always do so it's just a matter of time it's actually interesting though if you think about many of the people they are fleeting through life instead of actually being in life You know, you see so many people, families at lunch, four or five people of them, none of them yeah. are talking. They're just sitting on their phones. So yeah. there's this disengage, disengagement from yeah. reality in uh, real life and going into a digital reality, which is not yeah. real because most of it is filtered in any case. It's true. Because uh, I feel like we all need this human touch. We all need to chat. We all need to look into each other's eyes and, uh, and just to feel that connection. Yeah. And I feel but, phones, they, they don't, they don't really do but that. I, we're getting very philosoph philosophical here. We are. <laughs> I do believe that a lot of people are too scared to go there to feel, look in the eyes, oh, to yeah. discuss what needs to happen. So they mm -hmm. use this as a crutch and avoidance. It's a yeah. new way of avoiding, <laughs> you know. You're completely so, right. Yeah. yeah. Spot on, really. Um, I feel this is it. Like people are scared of confront. They are scared to face their own feelings. That's why they need music because they need, they need some honesty. They need mm. some people who are able to just rip up their hearts on yeah. stage and bleed. And they yeah. were like, Oh yeah, I've been there. I know what you, I know what you're talking about. So I feel like we, we, we do this. I think that's why musicians are so important in society. Yes. Is real musicians. Real ones. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's such a, a thing as a fake musician. I think sometimes people sell their souls for money and they end up going down a route that it was not mm. meant for them. And they end up not really, truly loving it. I'm talking about, about more about robots and AI. <laughs> oh yeah. About. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No, That's I, a different I do rabbit hole. <laughs> AI. I know it's quite boring actually. It's boring and it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything for us. So I think we will always go back to those rec records mm. uh, and just play by real people and with real messages and real emotions. We have to stand for our rights. We have to be brave enough mm. to go through the struggle and 
confront people with like, this is not okay. We need to change this. Yeah. And it's, it's very hard, but it's worth it. I would say yeah. I'm a fighter. So I would always stand for freedom and equality and mm. people being kind to one another. Yeah. No disrespect to anyone in the audience. I find that humans are so stupid because how many thousands of years <laughs> have we been around and yet we are still murdering and killing each other because, oh, that person does this differently. Yeah, we're going through horrible, horrible um, situations like mm. the war in Ukraine mm. and now yeah. in in um, Israel. Yep. It's yep. just so sad. It's horrible. Yep. But, you know, looking back to into our history, there was always war. There was yep. always comfort. There were exactly. always people being horrible. There were always people killing. And uh, sad. I think it's sad to realize that nothing will change. Nothing seems to be changing. Yep. We won't be able to change. It's our human nature. Mm. The man's greed is incomparable and it will never stop. It will never end. I feel like maybe if the world w was ran by women, mm. we have the instinct to care yep. and to protect and to yep. grow and to nurture. And I feel the world will be a much warmer place. <laughs> no criticism against men, <laughs> but I feel men are mercurial creatures. They mm. always seek more. They're fighters. They want the fight. They want that adrenaline. And women, they're more, they want peace. They want love. Mm. They want family. Exactly. And I feel we need more female leaders in the world. And I think we will, we will have a better planet. Exactly. <laughs> So leading to a positive roundup, the podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as your final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I would like to say that life is so short. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We should enjoy every single moment. We should enjoy every single second of anyone that we meet in our lives, mm -hmm. good or bad. Yeah. And we should learn. We should keep our minds open and not be critical in the sense of being close-minded and not really embracing each one's amazing individuality and all the story. Each one of us, we are such an amazing creation. Yeah. Each one of us, we have such a great story. Yeah. We should learn with each other, support each other, rather than just compete with each other in exactly. a bad way or be evil to one another. So I'm for peace and and actually enjoying this this voyage, enjoying this journey because it is special. We're here. We have to enjoy it. 